Well, hello, people of God. Thank you so much for tuning in to this live broadcast. Uh, I am not going to be live too long tonight, and I'm not going to say too much because this Facebook page is already censored quite a bit, and we have to keep it up uh, because we do our services on here, and it's just important. You know, we, we reach a lot of different people. There's a lot of people that, for whatever reason, will not transfer. It drives me crazy from Facebook to Rumble, uh, from Facebook to, you know, all the other sites, True Social, uh, Gab, uh, Getter, Telegram, we're on all of them. But for whatever reason, we still have the most people on this platform and we're able to reach a lot of people as a ministry on this platform. So that's why it's more of an aggregate site uh, because we can't really say the things that we want to say on Facebook. They already censor us like crazy. Now, I'm going to be speaking at the Reawake America Tour in Myrtle Beach. And I have to tell you, I'm taking the gloves off, guys, as if I haven't already. But I'm really at a point where I'm ready to die on this hill, uh, standing for life, for the life of the unborn. To me, that's a hill I'm willing to die on. Uh, for me, fighting against the CRT, this nonsense, the trans, all the nonsense that they're trying to shove down our kids' throats. I'm tired of it. I'm done as a parent. I will not allow this. I'm going to do everything I can in my power to, to push back against this. And you have my word that we will do everything. We've already been doing everything. But, you know, I'm just going to make a plea to pastors around the country, pastors around the country. If you think that I'm too political, you don't have discernment. You lack discernment. If you think that this is a political battle, this is a spiritual battle of the, of the, of the highest proportions. This is absolutely spiritual in nature. And we are fighting for our nation, for our nation's future. We're fighting for our republic. We're fighting for the constitution. We're fighting for the next generation. We're fighting for this generation. And you know what? The greatest generation fought for our freedom. Uh, you know, many, many people that have, that have you know, been in our armed forces have fought for our freedom, died for our freedom. And this is this generation's moment. This is our our moment to stand. Are we going to stand? Or are we not going to stand? People say, oh, well, you know, nothing's going on. Nothing's going on. If you think nothing is going on, you lack discernment. I'm just going to be honest. If you think that a pastor can sit, you know, people tell me, well, as long as I just preach the word of God and I stay out of politics, you don't get it. You don't get what's going on. You lack discernment. I'm sorry. Listen, I love pastors. I'm not here to bash pastors. I'm not here to bash the body of Christ. But Houston, we have a problem. If, if, if the majority of the pastors in the city won't even mention the fact of what happened in 2020, won't even mention the fact that they're literally shoving this communist Marxist nonsense. And I'm a little fired up tonight. I'm a little fired up tonight. Down our kids' throats. And why is it that from city to city where we go, there's only a few, only a few, there's a remnant. That's why I call it the remnant. Okay. I know there's more people and, you know, Pastor Mario is right. I love him. He's saying the remnant's really big and maybe we shouldn't call it the remnant anymore. I get what he's saying. Because when we go out there, we're seeing lines, we're seeing people getting saved. We're seeing in the majority, it's not really the minority, but the problem is this is where I may a little bit differ and I love him and respect him. He's a dear friend. But here's where I may just, the thing is, is that there's still a remnant of people, especially pastors that are willing to stand, that are willing to speak, that are willing, because I don't know what it is. Is it fear? You know, is it intimidation? Are they afraid they're going to lose their 501c3? I'm not really sure what it is. All I can tell you as the president of Religious Liberty Coalition, who talks to thousands and thousands of pastors around the country, thousands, 
on a regular basis. I will tell you there is a remnant. There's a small group that are willing to actually do what it takes to take back the territory. Now, of course, we have the tools. The tools are in our toolbox. The Bible says, you know, who we are in, in Christ, that we have the authority to trample on scorpions and devils. We have the authority to cast out, to drive out, to call upon the name of the Lord. We have the authority to pull down the strongholds. All that I agree with 100%. But if we don't even address that there is a problem or we still are acting like it's 1999 when we are literally in the middle of a major spiritual battle for the very heart and soul of this country, it is high time that the majority, not the minority, not just a little remnant of pastors in each city. And I'm going to tell you, maybe I have a unique perspective on this. Maybe I have a unique perspective. And because I, I you know, I, I get all kinds of emails and, you know, people, I, I go around the country as an evangelist. I talk to the folks. I hear what people are saying. I will tell you, people say it to me over and over and over and over again. And that's why I'm censored. That's why Facebook won't even let me get over 100 people live anymore when we used to get over 1,000. Because they know that I'm speaking the truth. So they keep the page, but they limit it. They suppress it. They want my voice to be suppressed because they know that I know. They know that I know. And you better believe they watch me. What's he going to say next? What's he going to do? You see what I'm saying? And so the problem is, this is the problem. Because if more people were speaking just the truth, just from the facts, just from the truth, just from the word of God, just through discernment, just through wisdom, if more people were just speaking the straight facts, then we would not be in the issue that we're in right now. But there's a, there's a disconnect somewhere where people think if they stay out of it or they let somebody else fight the battle. And that's why I need a war chest. That's why I need, because, you know, they come after guys like me. I'm just being real with you. And I'm telling you, this is the battle that we're in. It's massive. I've already been sued. I've already had issues. I've already been threatened. I don't even talk about it much. But I have to tell you guys, there has to be an urgency. People have to understand what's going on. Now, God bless Dinesh. Dinesh, I'm not even going to say his last name. Go see his movie. I'm not going to talk about it on here because if I talk about it, they're probably going to blow up my channel. Go, listen, if you want to be fired up and all these people, I'm, let me just say this too. You know, I like some of the commentators in the, in, the, in the conservative world. I've been a radio personality. I've been on, you know, I've met all these guys. Literally, I've met, I've had pictures with all of them. I've had conversations with all, pretty much all of them. I mean, I pretty much know most of them, right? When I see, and I'm not going to name names right now, okay? Because I don't want to get into like a, a big, you know, I, I respect their work. And for the most part, I respect who they are. But some of these bigger personalities are too darn comfortable. Some of these bigger pastors are too darn comfortable. And the problem is they're afraid that if they speak out like me, they're afraid they're going to lose their comfortability. They're going to lose the big mega church. They're going to, you know, and maybe they will. But you know what? I have to stand before the throne of glory someday. I have to, I have to answer to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I am not able to be bought and I'm not going to just capitulate and I'm not going to just back down because, you know, look, you don't think that people have offered me big churches. They've offered me big churches. Absolutely. They, in fact, there's people in the Christian world. They've offered me the entire, like a whole empire. Pastor Todd, you run this whole thing. But you know what usually happens and not in all cases, but usually they'll say, but you got to stop doing this or you got to stop doing that. We'll give you the big paycheck. We'll, you, you'll be in control of an empire. You'll have a big mega church and, and millions of followers and they won't even censor you because you're not saying anything. But see, the thing is, is that maybe that's why I got stabbed nine times. Maybe that's why the Lord allowed me to walk through the things that I did because I fought my lion and my bear. But I'm not able to be bought, ladies and gentlemen. We are a David versus Goliath. Why? 
because I have principles. I have principles. And the fact is, I see what's going on and I can't turn a blind eye to it. I can't just turn a blind eye to the nonsense, to the corruption, to the lies. I have to tell the truth because I took an oath. I took an oath as a pastor and that's why they come after me. They try to defame me. They threaten me. They say they're going to do this. They're going to do that. Listen, there, there's a whole lot that comes along with this whole thing. You know, people see the glory. They don't know the story. You know what I'm saying? Like the pictures make it look all good. It's not. It's, this is a battle, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, the spiritual warfare alone is extremely intense, you know, but I'm not here to brag. I'm not, that's not what this is about. What I'm trying to say though, is I'm not going to be bought, but the, it's even bigger than this is that the people that have been silent, silent about the, the babies getting murdered. Okay. Silent about what happened in 2020, silent about all this stuff because they think it's not going to come to their door. Well, I would encourage you this read about a guy named Dietrich Bonhoeffer. You know, I tried to put up a video one time on Facebook telling the story of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. You know, they wouldn't even let me put it up. They literally took the video down. Uh, my, my account's gotten taken down on numerous times and, and penalized for 20 days, you know, here and there. I just got it back. For what? Because a pastor in the United States dares to speak, dares to, to talk about things that they deem controversial. How's it controversial? How's it controversial when it's fact-based? And by the way, what about freedom of speech? What happened to freedom of speech? We can't, we can't share the truth. We can't have discussions anymore. And, 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 and yet there's still a lot of people, and I'm just going to speak it out because I'm kind of on a rant right now. Okay. And by the way, I'm, I'm angry, but it's a righteous anger. It's a righteous anger, but here's the thing. Okay. We're going to win. We're going to stand. The Bible says what's done in darkness is brought to light. And you better believe these criminals and these people that have done these things and they know who they are. And they're the same people that fund the people that try to smear me, try to come after me, try to come after everything that we're doing. Okay, these are the same people. Why? Because they are so guilty and they know that we know and they know and they know that you know. And listen, then there's these people in our community on our sides. Well, show me the facts. Show me the proof. Do you not have discernment? Do you not pray? Do you not ask the Holy Spirit? I mean, because if you, all you got to do is go into prayer and ask the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's going to reveal it to you real quick. So there's a problem. Hello, we have a problem. There's pastors that lack discernment that don't even know how to go into the war room and actually inquire of the Holy Spirit. And that's why we are where we are. So they think that if they stay in their little comfortable place, that everything is just going to leave them alone. But I have news for you. If you truly believe in the Bible and you're a Bible believing Christian and you're going to stand for the entirety of the word of God and you're not going to cower and you're not going to cave and you're going to go through this thing standing and you're not going to leave whole parts out that the Bible teaches. Like literally I've had pastors tell me, well, we don't teach that part of the Bible. Really? Really? And you're calling yourself a pastor? You have to teach the entirety of the word of God. I didn't write it. Listen, I didn't write it, but I took an oath to defend it. I took an oath to speak it. And I'm how, my goodness, could you imagine if I said, well, I don't teach that part of the Bible. Really? Really? And I'm going to call myself a pastor? Woe to me then. Woe to anybody who, who leaves out. And then these people are changing the scripture. They're just, you know, they think they could just change anything now, even though the Bible says do not change one word. It literally says that in the word. But yet there's these people that say, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm going to tweak this little word here. It didn't really mean that. Well, Jesus didn't say that. Well, the Bible says Jesus didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill the law. So he didn't just like invalidate everything that God said before Jesus was fully God and fully man walking the earth. He came to fulfill it, to fulfill the prophecy, to bring us into the new covenant. Then Acts chapter two happened, right? 
But the whole thing is, is like people just say, well, you know, if Jesus didn't say it, it's not in the Bible. Really? Because there's a lot of things in the Bible. The Ten Commandments. You know, there's things that are in the Bible that are still the way that God intended it. Marriage between a man and a woman. Just things that are just, you know, the way that God made it. And yet now it's all up for question. Just like Satan did it in the Garden of Eden where he said, well, did God really say that? Did God really say you shouldn't eat from that tree? Did God really say you shouldn't take that fruit? Really? And so that's what's happened is people that don't know the word of God, don't know how to war in the spirit, probably not spirit filled, don't know the Bible well enough, are willing to cave, capitulate, or only teach parts of the Bible, are literally out there saying, hey, I'm a pastor, I'm a shepherd. And then what are they doing? They're disseminating only part of the scripture to their congregation because they're so worried about losing people. <laughs> oh, Pastor Todd, you're going off tonight. Yeah, I am. Because you know what? We've got to take a stand. I'm sorry, the, the gloves are coming off. Okay, we've been in some serious spiritual warfare. I've learned how to go into the war room, my friends. I've learned how to pray. I'm telling you, God has taken me a whole another level of prayer. When you got people trying to take out your life, literally, you better learn how to war. You better learn how to go into the war room. When you got a target on your back, you better learn how to go into the secret place. You better learn how to pray. But you know what? Some, sometimes you just got to do, look, like our ancestors and the people that fought for this great nation to give us the freedoms that we enjoy now. Because this is this generation's time. What are we going to do? Are we going to let this nation just go and that's it, going to communism? Are we going to let them just censor our voice even though we're the majority because, you know, too few leaders are willing to say anything? Or are we going to say, this is the hill we're going to die on? You're not going to teach our kids Marxism. You're not going to teach our kids communism. You're not going to silence and censor our voices. Everybody on this platform that's watching on Facebook Live, you got to follow me over to Rumble because they're, they're going to try to take down my voice at some point, just like they've done with so many others. We post almost everything on Rumble. We post on the podcasting platform. We put it up on the, on the websites. But there's so many people that only will watch on Facebook. It's just like Fox News. They only watch Fox News. They only believe it if it's on Fox, even though there's so many other amazing conservative Christian voices that are out there that are sharing the truth. But for whatever reason, they think they're fringe or, oh, that's too controversial. And then, then we get into the same cycle that we're in right now. And there's been a couple of these big voices that have millions and millions of dollars at their disposal. Millions. They're rich. They live in mansions. They fly around on private jets. They're literally figureheads in the conservative movement. And yet they're not even willing to barely acknowledge what happened in 2020 because they don't want to mess up their comfortable life. Think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Think about this. And I'm not trying to be rude or mean or hurt any of you guys. I love you and I love this country. And I'm not angry to her like, oh, Taj is an angry guy. No, I'm not. But you know what? There, there comes a time when we have to look at the situation and say, what are we going to do about this? Because we have a problem. And that's where we are right now, ladies and gentlemen. And so I'm sounding the alarm, sounding the alarm. If I got, you know, look, Dietrich Bonhoeffer was sounding the alarm, but not enough people listened. History tends to repeat itself. Now, I'm not saying somebody needs to go out there and get violent. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying is that we have to let our voice be heard. We've got to go out and let our voice be heard. You know, look, when enough people, one of the things that I saw that was the winning, winning recipe during this whole pandemic and everything was when enough people put their foot down and said, no more. And when they had strength in numbers and enough people said, we're not going to do that, then what did they do? They had to, they had to cave because there was too many people, strength in numbers. I mean, it's one of the concepts they used to teach in the D.A.R.E. program, you know, strength in numbers. 
I mean, that's the thing. We have the numbers. We have the facts. We have the truth. And so that, that their biggest fear is that we get coordinated and we come together. That's why they take down accounts. That's why they silence. That's why they censor because they can't handle the truth. And the truth, they're, they're going to lose. They're going to lose the argument. So they, they're betting on the fact that you're going to keep your head buried. They're betting on the fact that your pastor is just going to ignore it and say, well, I'm just going to stick, stick to the Bible and not get involved in politics. But you don't understand your nation is literally being taken over. This is, a, this is a, we are in the middle of a, of a major battle of light versus darkness. So you, it, you don't have a choice not to get involved. Look, do I want to be involved? Do I want to make this about everything that we're doing right now? Put all these efforts and every single day be in a battle that's exhausting and literally takes, you know, 12 to 16 hour days. Is that what I want to do in my life? Probably not. I'd much rather be out fishing or, you know, on a boat somewhere hanging out or going down to Florida or something. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not what I want to do every day in my life, but why do we do it? Because we're in a situation where we don't have a choice. That's where we are right now. And so it's either we stand up now and we do everything we can to fight for this nation, for our constitution, for religious liberty, for freedom, for, for our republic, for our future generations. Or you know what? We're going to have to face our children and our grandchildren and say, you know, we didn't do enough. We didn't do anything because we let the powers that be scare us, intimidate us, silence us, censor us, and tell us that we couldn't do anything. When, and when all of history proves that we can, all of history proves that when enough people stand up and say, no, something happens. We've seen it with the Soviet Union. We've seen it over the years. You know, in the Bible, you've seen it time and time again. Nineveh, when people say, you know what, we're going to repent. We're going to turn from wickedness. We're not going to embrace this. We're not going to, we're not, you know, this is our hill to die on. You know what I'm saying? And they say, no more. Enough is enough. And then they, and then they combine that from a spiritual standpoint with praying and fasting and calling upon the name of the Lord and repenting and doing what the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, all of it, all of it, ladies and gentlemen, think about that. Think about that. So anyways, listen, I kind of have my little rant right now. I thank God for Dinesh. I thank God for the work that he's doing. I thank God that he's waking people up, but it blows my mind to think people, even in the conservative movement, big names, that have millions of dollars that live in mansions and fly around on private jets because of conservative Christian money that goes into their organization and yet they don't have the discernment to even know that something was wrong. It takes Dinesh D'Souza to tell them they didn't have the discernment, the wisdom, the, 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 they didn't know. I mean, they're only finding out now, really? Really, guys? Really? Because we have to stop being comfortable. It's time to be uncomfortable. It's time to get involved. This is a time of action. This is a clarion call. It's now or never. And so there's going to be a disruption because some of these big names that are living real fat, living real, real high. Listen, I don't know if I can listen to some of these. If they lack the discernment that much, I don't know if I'm going to turn on their radio show anymore. I'm going to be real with you. And you know what? They'll take me off their network. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I've already been censored. I don't want to be mainstream because mainstream is weak. Mainstream is weak. Sorry to say that this needs to be the mainstream. The mainstream needs to stand up. The mainstream needs to understand what's actually going on instead of skirting around it and pretending like it's not even happening and having your head buried. If, if, you know, I don't, I don't want a private jet if that's what it takes. If it takes me to have a mansion in order to just be silent and only cherry pick at things and barely talk about it, I don't want it. I don't want those things. That's not what I'm here for. I'm very happy in my home. I'm very happy where I am right now. I don't need any of that stuff. But give me liberty or give me death. Come on, come on, ladies and gentlemen, come on. We need people that have the, you know, come on. I don't want, you know, I'm a pastor. I got to be careful here. But I got a righteous anger because I love my family and I'm an American 
and I love freedom, and I love religious liberty. And, and you know what? Not on my watch, ladies and gentlemen. Not on my watch. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. <laughs> I'm going to get myself in trouble here. They'll probably take down this video, my, my censored video. <laughs> but seriously, go out, see the movie from Dinesh. You can find it on the Salem Now app. It's available tonight. Watch it with your family. Share it with your friends. Buy it for your friends. Make sure everybody watches it. They need to know what's going on. They need to wake up. People have to understand where we're at on this timeline. And then we got to figure out what we're going to do. And if my voice is silenced, I'll be up on the rooftop with a megaphone. I'll drive my truck around and go into the highways and the byways. I'm telling you right now, it, it, that'll just, it, it'll start a movement, not end one. So we, we need to be ready to just do it. Just do it. Not about a person, not about a name. It's about a movement and a move of God. This is revival, ladies and gentlemen. Revival is new life. You know, a lot of people talking about revival, but they don't want to do what it costs to get revival. They don't want to pray. They don't want to fast. They don't want to go into the war room. They don't want to call upon the name of the Lord. They want to stay in, in the business as usual comfortability. And I'm telling you, that comfortable place is your biggest problem. Your biggest problem is that you're worried because you don't want to lose your comfortability. But guess what? You're going to lose it anyway, so you might as well get involved now. Come on. All right. Bless you guys. I got to go get ready for tomorrow. We got service. Join us tomorrow. It's going to be fiery. <laughs> Woo. All right. Love you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your help. Uh, so Rumble, Telegram. I post all the time on Telegram. Get on Telegram. It's still in the app store, I think. Uh, Rumble. Rumble.com. Just put in the search bar. Todd Coconato Show. Boom. All our videos are right there. They don't censor on that site. Facebook is the worst. YouTube is the worst. And yet, you know, a lot of people just don't want to move. All right. Love you guys. Love you, love you, love you, love you. All right. Bless you. We'll talk to you soon.